Direct Line, religious topics without preaching. Mixing politics and religion and not shying away from controversy. You're not going to find all your answers, but you will always find an opinion. This is Direct Line. And now your hosts, Greg Taylor and Stephanie Spangler. Well, welcome to Direct Line. It's Thursday, May 26th, but we are pre-recording, Stephanie, Mm -hmm. because by the time this wonderful episode airs, I will be in New England. I'm heading to Boston. See my daughter and son-in-law. Boston. I thought you were going to New Hampshire. Well, I'm preaching this Sunday in New Hampshire, but I'm going to spend most of my time actually in Waltham, which is a suburb of Boston, because that's where my daughter Jordan and son-in-law Jacob live. They serve with the Renaissance Church in how's, uh, how's in that, that going? Community. I think that it's new going church. okay. You know, they are a micro church. Do you know what that means? It's where they don't House have churches. a big building. They meet in right. They they homes. gather once a month as an entire church. Okay, but most of their ministry is in the they call them cell churches or yeah. house churches, whatever you want to say. And so. Jordan's in charge of the coffee. Jordan's house in out charge there? of Common Good Co. The yeah. coffee shop and <laughs> shared office space. So guess what I'm going to be doing right now as direct uh, line is. <laughs> I airing. bet you're drinking some coffee. Drinking coffee <laughs> and using the shared office space. Very good. Very so I'm good. guessing it's just a glorious day in downtown Waltham, Massachusetts. I hope it is. For but you. hey, we are blessed. I've been looking forward to this week because my man, Cody Monkman, is back with us. Cody from the Neighborhood Care Center and used to, we would say, the Neighborhood Care Center in Clinton, That's but right. now it's the Neighborhood Care Center in Clinton and Hayworth. That's right. Yeah, so make sure you eat that oh, microphone. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's right. That's right. But Cody, how's it going? Dude, it's fun. Yeah. I have a lot of fun with what I'm doing. And today I'm kind of a nomad. I'm, I've been traveling Just all, all over, over Central Illinois. Well, where all have you been? Using lots of gas. First of all, yeah. before you answer that question, you must have the relationship where you call this man dude. Oh, did I did I just say dude? You I did. did. Yeah. Dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So yeah, what yeah. kind of what is this relationship? Um, love hate. <laughs> He's like the little brother. <laughs> That I never had. A little yeah. brother, or not a son? Yeah. Uh, not, no, 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 he's too old for that. Okay. Yeah. But, um, yeah. How old are you? 31. 31. Can I start calling Man. you dude? You could. Yeah. Dude. Yeah. <laughs> you know. I don't think I'll do that on a so, Sunday morning. So dr- hey, dude, come up here and direct line the sermon. Decatur with Wayne Kent. <laughs> one night, he called me dude, and we were taking calls at that time, and a lady called in and rebuked him <laughs> for using the word dude on direct line. So we might get some uh, feedback. Well, uh, do you call maybe, a lot of people, dude? I guess it's, I mean, um, it's part not... of being a millennial, maybe. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. And so you are a millennial. <laughs> I'm a I'm a millennial. And I've got some questions for my token millennial, Cody Monkman. Shoot. Now I love the millennials. I'm thankful for the millennials. Do you really? I really I've never do. felt no, that I love really from you. I really do. I really do. Um, but I do have some questions. And the questions that I have, Steph and I, we are very passionate. I would say about issues like life. Mm-hmm. We're passionate about issues like religious liberty and religious freedom. And so we are anxiously awaiting some of these Supreme Court cases mm-hmm. that are going to be revealed. Mm-hmm. Cody, do millennials care about issues along those lines? What of do you course. Think? Do they? Okay. Of course, yeah. Okay. And so where would you say the average millennial lands when they hear a message, a lesson, whatever it may be, you know, that every life matters yeah. or that religious liberty is sacred and should be observed. What would you say? I know. I'm actually thinking you're hoping I answer a certain way that I'm not going to answer. No, I want to know. What do you honestly think? Now, I will say this in full disclosure. I'm guessing you're not the typical millennial. Well, no. That's why you're friends with me. Right, right, (laughs) right. So so what would you say? Here's what I would say. I would say, number one, when you start talking generations, which you remember, I used to teach some classes on this. Loved it. Um, 
It's not black and white. Right. Okay. Right. Um, but the other thing, as far as politics goes and, yeah. and life and abortion and all those things, um, in general, I would say millennials have been, and maybe it's changed up until recent time, but have not been super politically active. Okay. So when there, there's, I would probably say that uh, a lot of just misinformation, misinformed. So when you say not active, like uninterested or... Correct. Okay. Uninterested um, and probably for most of the time have questioned what the role of politics is for my personal life. Okay. And honestly, uh, during COVID season, I would say more millennials did start to engage with the political arena arena than yeah. ever before. Why? Because of COVID? Because it literally was, in, uh, particularly in central Illinois, uh, a decision could be made in Springfield and it impacts your life in an hour. Yeah, yeah. But so, you better, that, so you better clue in. That's what politics are. It, well. But I think what, are you correct. saying that before COVID, they didn't really I would feel say, that yeah. that was wasn't the as reality? Aware. Wasn't would, as aware. Would you say they didn't vote? Um... Didn't care about voting. That I, I didn't don't really even watch the results. Prob- probably very much independent. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. Now you're talking to a political junkie. Like I love politics. Okay. I love history. Yeah. Even like when I was in high school, I read like newspapers, mm-hmm. and my friends would like poke fun at me that I'm the old man that would become the mayor someday. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so. Mr. Mayor. <laughs> Not yet. Yeah. Are you running? No. Okay. Did you ever see The Wizard of Oz? Uh, yes. Do you remember the Munchkin Mayor in The Wizard of Oz? <laughs> I, we represent. I was the Munchkin Mayor. <laughs> When we're, we did The Wizard of Oz in, really? in junior high, I was the Munchkin Mayor. Wow. Oh, good. We have I don't a new nickname for you around here. Wow. <laughs> Here's my question for you about millennials. Yeah. They don't really care about politics, you're saying, typically. Um, honestly, on the church the statistics that we're seeing, I can't talk today, it seems like fewer and fewer millennials are committed to the local church mm-hmm. than other generations like the builders or the boomers. We're Gen Xers. What are millennials passionate about? Social justice. Okay. okay. I mean, they still very much care about the community. Okay. Um, the world. But okay. They don't probably generationally they don't see it through the lens of the local church is the sort. Like, why, why is that? Do you think? You know, I don't know if I have a good a good okay. answer on that. Okay. Um, it, it could be. I mean, if I had to guess, maybe the discipleship issue that. I mean, we've been discussing for at least two decades. Right, right. Um, that probably COVID has exposed. But okay, okay. I, I, I don't really know. Okay. So one speculation that I've read about that has been in print multiple places is that, like, when the builders had their kids, their kids didn't have a choice. You're going to church, you're mm-hmm. going to be a part of the church. Mm-hmm. When the boomers had their kids, there started to be more options than a lot of, you know, I don't want to go to church. Okay, you don't have to go to church. And we're now kind of reaping what we sowed. Do you buy that or I, not? I, I actually, Greg, um, I think back to the, the generation classes I've taught, and I would agree with that. Okay. Um, that in the boomers, that's where you start to see the questioning of institutions. Okay. You know, mm-hmm. Vietnam War, yeah. Um, yeah. post-World War Two. Yeah. Um, and then from there, and I probably, I mean, let's be fair, like that generation, probably majority still went to church because it was the thing. Right. Like, right. to say that you don't, you would have been in the minority. Right. Mm-hmm. So right. then you look at, like, my parents' generation, which would be, you guys are would be a part of that, mm-hmm. um, you know, yeah. age-wise. Yeah. yeah, close, you know. Yeah. Um, they're probably, that's where you started to see a little bit of this, um, well, if it's a choice, yeah. I, I'm going to choose no. 
Steph, did you have a choice so. growing up? Uh, no. Yeah. See, I didn't either. I mean, <laughs> no. And I mean, honestly, my parents, they ran a dictatorship. They just yeah. made it really clear, yeah. you know. But, I didn't know that there was a choice. But I will tell you, a lot of my friends, it was a different story. Huh. You know, um, church had to be something that was really attractive for them to come. And I can remember our youth group in Champaign basically saying, you know, we can't just crack open the Bible on Sunday night and expect that there's going to be 35 people that are here. We're going to have to mm. have ways to get people here so we can crack open the mm-hmm. Bible and go See, down and the I, road. I will tell mm-hmm. you, my, my, both sets of my grandparents on yeah. both sides, yeah. church was not necessarily okay. on the radar. Mm-hmm. Okay. So neither one of my parents, yeah. like, faithfully were involved mm-hmm. with, with church in their Gen X. Yeah. So then you come to, to me and my sister, yeah. and it's kind of a... Lucy goosey yeah, so. yeah. Well, this is a big way of setting up the most important question that I want to ask you. And you may not have any answers for that, but Steph and I help lead the church here at Second Church. What do we do if we want to get serious about reaching and connecting with millennials and Gen Zers, that next mm-hmm. generation? Mm-hmm. What, what do you say? I will say this, that um, in the local church arena, yeah. if you can embrace more of the decentralized ministry, okay. that's where you're going to really rub elbows with millennials. I mean, I do think in a positive way, yeah. millennials are very comfortable with the idea of decentralized. And when you say that, what do you mean yeah, what a do you decentralized mean? ministry? Yeah, um, so... I actually, I mean, and I know my perception is very limited, but I actually would say Second Church does a a pretty good job at this. That you've got, and it's very hard to find that tension of centralized ministry, which would be like Sunday mornings and things like that. Okay. But then decentralized ministry, which might be your congregant member who feels called to prison ministry and they're kind of doing their own thing and maybe one day it becomes more of a formal thing right um but they're it just originated off yeah. of passion yeah um yeah. millennials are super comfortable with decentralized okay and then when things become a little bit more centralized that's when maybe uh the skeptics start coming in. Okay. Um, okay. But I actually, I mean, my limited perception is that Second Church does a great job at that. Yeah. Why? Why do you? And why do you say that? Um, because I think um, you're not always calling people to come to your building at this location. Mm-hmm. Um, you're not afraid to go out into different corners of the gotcha. community. Gotcha. Right. And you celebrate um, individuals with how they are living out their yeah. what Jesus is actually calling them to. I, like I you, would agree. You, with you. you guys okay. celebrate that yeah. on a Sunday morning, and mm-hmm. I think that that creates the culture hmm. of that. You know, okay. kind of so. what you're talking about made me think of the videos that we did at Christmas time, where we featured different members of our church yes. that mm-hmm. told different stories. I, I okay. watched and, that. Yeah, and and I mean, yeah, yeah. I'm going to show yeah. one of those videos this week in New Hampshire of. Um, Oh, man. Aaron Hetrick. Aaron, gosh. Yeah. But yeah, it's been a long Monday mm-hmm. on this recording mm-hmm. day. But um, just her passion for life and just mm-hmm. the commitment fostering. that they've had to fostering right. and right. just all, all that they're doing, adopting. I mean, just a really neat story. And I so really I think, think that's it, good. It, it really comes down to this is it comes down to the and the biblical truth is that salvation really comes through it comes through Jesus alone absolutely and is received by the disciple right right it's not received by the church program right mm-hmm. right the church mm-hmm. program can be the avenue mm-hmm. to yeah. get humans to connect with humans yeah but it's not the program itself that does that mm-hmm. right and I think a lot of churches really like especially over time in history you lose the the 
truth of it's not the program that's changing lives. Yeah. It's the disciples that are operating within that program. Yeah, hmm. I think Second Church does a really good job at that. Well, so. and that's really the whole Rick Warren thing. You know, mm-hmm. we've talked about Rick Warren before. Um, his church helped found Celebrate Recovery, right. but he wrote that book, Purpose Driven Church. And the whole idea was don't be program driven. Mm-hmm. Programs can come and go, mm-hmm. but know why you exist. Hmm. And I, I think Pro- there's programs a lot of are that. transactional. Yeah, and programs aren't bad. Right. Programs are just the plan for mm-hmm. what you're going to do when you gather. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but believing in the disciple first and foremost is huge. Yeah. And honestly, Greg, um, I know none of your listeners really know me, but, um, I'm not just saying that because I'm at second church in front of you. I would tell you exactly what I think. And I really do think second and, and church he would, <laughs> and I really do think second church does a really good job. At well, it, I appreciate so, it, man. Yeah. That's good stuff. Hey, we're going to go to break. When we come back, I want to talk about the neighborhood care center. All right, let's do it. All right. You're listening to direct line. It's Thursday, May 26, Greg and Steph with our friend Cody Monkman. We'll be right back after this. You know, it's easy to make promises. The hard thing is keeping them. Sunset promises to carry your load at a most difficult time. To the communities they serve, they promise to be there for your children, your churches, and your organizations. Sunset promises to help our veterans. They will support them with the same level of commitment these veterans had as soldiers defending our freedom. I'm Judy Fraser, and if you're looking for a family that keeps their promises, I would suggest you make just one phone call. Sunset Funeral Homes and Cremation Centers. Looking for a job that offers flexible hours, competitive pay, 401k options, and a few extra perks? This is Deanna Witzel from the Witzel Family McDonald's, and we are hiring. This is Rob Witzel, area supervisor. We are hiring managers, custodians, and crew members at all locations in Covington, Danville, Oakwood, Hoopston, and Georgetown. Hourly pay for custodians and crew members is up to $13 an hour, and manager pay is up to $17 an hour. Just fill out the online application today at mchire.com or stop by any of our locations. Hans Tankwash is proud to support the Women's Care Clinic. Let's hear now from Interim Co-Director Mariah Hansen. Women's Care Clinic in Danville provides the love and support every woman deserves during pregnancy. The best news is all our services are free. Free pregnancy tests, free ultrasounds for pregnancy confirmation, and even free consultations with medical professionals. And that's not all. We offer parenting education, mentoring for moms and dads, and help with adoption planning. We also work closely with many community agencies for all the support our families need. More than anything, Women's Care Clinic offers hope, compassion, and care to our clients of every age and background. We'd love to have you join us. To learn more, volunteer, or make a gift, visit danvillewcc.org or call 217-431-0987. Women's Care Clinic in Danville. Changing lives one decision at a time. You're listening to Direct Line on 1490 WDAN. Well, welcome back to Direct Line. This was Stephanie with the dude here, Greg. I the like dude. That. The dude. I might start calling you yeah. that. But I, okay. I noticed that I interrupted you um, talking to Cody That's about okay. the c- neighborhood care center. Because I, I kind of went off on that dude uh, trail. So yeah. let's get back. We're, we're glad that Cody Monkman is here with us from the neighborhood care center right that's right that's tell right. us about that and how it's going yeah so um neighborhood care center um it got started in clinton illinois in the center of the state um serving dewitt county and then moroa illinois which is in macon county okay. yep. um but about a year ago we launched a small startup of a new care center network based in hayworth illinois yep. that serves southern mclean county hmm. yeah um how's that it, going 
good. I will say it's very. It is so different. I've ever actually learned a lot of lessons already, and mm. what I would have done differently. Mm. But because Clinton to Hayworth's what thirteen miles, twelve <laughs> miles. Yeah. I mean, it's really close, yeah. but they're really yeah. different. I mean, well, it, I mean, a, a big difference is you know, like Clinton is the, a county seat, mm-hmm. and, and so of a small county, mm-hmm. right? But that gives it a different kind of DNA than mm-hmm. a Hayworth. Yeah. And um, so, did you go into Hayworth trying to like replicate? Um, I knew that it would yeah. manifest differently, okay. um, but some of the strategies that worked in Dewa County are n- for sure not working in hmm. McLean County. Okay. So, um, okay. so learn a few, I mean, I think a, a big difference as far as a leadership front for me as the director is in to lead the network that's based in Clinton is like leading a football team. Okay. Mm. And leading the small startup network based in Hayworth is like playing golf. <laughs> oh, so, okay. Yeah. Hey, you're talking to someone that knows a little something about golf right here. <laughs> a little. Just Top a little. golf. <laughs> Top golf, not not golf. Uh, golf. Yeah. She played with Tobin and a bunch of these dudes and got second. Wow. I did. First time. Congrats. But then she had to go to the chiropractor the next <laughs> day. So. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, so talk about that. Football yeah. versus golf. What yeah. do you mean by that? So like in Clinton, now that network, I mean, it's five years old. Yeah. Um, but we've got teams okay. of mission partners and volunteers. I mean, there's like 150 mission partners, mm. Yeah, mm-hmm. about 50 different volunteers each month, which, I mean, and I know we don't have time to unpack right. this, but those two roles are, di- roles mm-hmm. are different sure. in our networks. But um, in Hayworth, like, especially right now, I'm the driver. Yeah. I drive the care center van. Right. I unload and load the van. Right. You know, I haven't done that at the other network in over four years. Right. Because you had other volunteers step up. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And it's just more mature. It's like you're driving the golf cart. Yeah. I mean, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Now, now I do have to, I'm also modeling for. Sure. Because uh, you know the mission partners at the at the new care center network, they've only been around for less than a year. Right. So I've right. got mission partners at the other network that they have the right culture, the mm-hmm. right mindset. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. So yeah. yeah. Explain to our listeners what the neighborhood care center does. I don't even know. Yeah. So um, our fancy mission statement is to connect small town neighbors to a relational network that supports and inspires them to reach their God given potential. So get that memorized. That's really good. good. He's not yeah. reading off a card or so, anything. Well, hey, when you live it, you, there you, you, go. you just, you know. So um, so what I tell people is there are four different roles. So it is a, the care center is a network of services and people. Okay. It's a relational network. So mm-hmm. there are four roles that people can um, engage and get connected to that network. That is being a mission partner, a volunteer, a donor, mm-hmm. as well as um, a neighbor. There are people who are um, multiple roles. Okay. There are people that are maybe just one role. Okay. Um, that's up to the individual. But um, no matter what the role is, we're always trying to strive for our God-given potential. Sure. The honest-to-God truth is is that mission statement is friendly wording for State Farm or right. some other company <laughs> that right. like. I mean, I hate. I, maybe right. I shouldn't be mentioning State right. Farm on this right. on this recording. Oh, but you like, can talk about State whatever. Farm. Whatever. We're always looking for I sponsors. Mean, <laughs> Like a good neighbor, That's right? right? State Farm is there. So, yeah. um, so it, it's it's a language that corporate America can embrace, but really, it it's discipleship. Mm. Yeah. So, at the heart of Neighborhood Care Center, 
we are creating a platform in the nonprofit sector mm -hmm. that the religious institution has a hard time getting into mm -hmm. into different avenues mm -hmm. and doors. Mm -hmm. And so finding the body of Christ who wants to be an, a disciple and live out a particular calling mm -hmm. to use a care center platform to go. Hmm. So. What I love about it is the transformation. When I started doing ministry in Clinton, you were still in high school, and the food pantry of our church was literally a closet. Okay. Like you opened the closet, and there was like two shelves of canned goods. That okay. was the food pantry. And then the food pantry grew, but I think, Unfortunately, for whatever reason, there wasn't always that spirit of I'm a servant as much as here's some food and you're going to like what I give you mm -hmm. and um, and went through some growing pains, mm -hmm. I would say. But I look at where it's at right now, and I think it's a model, honestly, mm -hmm. all throughout the Midwest of how a church can leverage mm -hmm making a difference with their neighbors. And the cool thing about uh, my former church, Clinton First Christian Church, is they actually released the Neighborhood Care Center mm -hmm. to be a ministry on its own, and it continues to grow, and it continues to expand. So it's more than a food pantry. Oh, oh yeah. absolutely. You're talking about other, all kinds of Classes? services. Yeah. That, is, that yeah. is one platform. We call it Neighborhood Market. Right. Um, but we have, like, probably 15 different okay. in the in the clinton network we mm -hmm. do. right mm -hmm. the hayworth mm -hmm. one is not that's not the case yet yeah. right yeah. but um hmm. yeah but like the end goal was how to find a strategy to collaborate mm -hmm. for the betterment of the community at gotcha. large and is it sort of comparative to step up in the sense of bringing different um, it, services together? It's got that concept, okay. but the difference, and again, I'm all in on Step Up. I yeah. love Step Up, but this is actually a physical ministry. Gotcha. You go to the so, Neighborhood Care okay. Center, but gotcha. the Neighborhood Care Center also goes out. And hmm. like one of the things they did right before I left that I absolutely loved is there is a minister in town that is a chef. Okay, mm -hmm. that like before he became a minister, mm -hmm. he was a chef. Mm -hmm. So you offered a crock pot class mm -hmm. and you said, sign up, you'll get a crock pot. And then is it Pastor, was it Paul? Mm -hmm. Pastor Paul yep, yep, yep. is going to teach you how to cook. Hmm. And uh, again, how many people came? And I it mean, took place at the senior center. Right, right. Yep, yep. But it's basically saying we want to equip you to be able to make better life choices, to be able to, hmm. you know, care for mm -hmm. yourself more. Mm -hmm. I mean, and, and really it comes down to this. So there's a philosophical difference that I would say Neighborhood Care Center has in everything that we do that is very different from other organizations. And that is our starting point isn't what is wrong with you mm -hmm. and how can we help you okay. or right. fix you. Okay. Right. The starting point is you have value, mm -hmm. I have value, and really being rooted in the Genesis account of brokenness isn't lack of things, it's right. lack of relationships. Right. So our goal is to bring harmony between the uh, relationship to God, mm -hmm. others, self, yeah. and creation, which is like your purpose mm -hmm. and identity. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So no matter what role you play in the network, Everyone is trying to chase after how can we bring shalom, peace of the Lord, mm -hmm. um, to those four relationships hmm. to get back to the garden. I yeah. like that. So um, that's really what has helped shape the culture of the care center, which is neighbors helping neighbors, mm -hmm. right. which fits really well with small town rural mm -hmm. culture. Mm -hmm. Yeah, mm -hmm. Because we, I mean, I don't want to say it's not there, but we have diffused the stigmas. Right, right. To where people aren't afraid to engage 
with you, even though you're in a small town context. Very interesting. I think it's a model, and I would just tell you, when you look ready for your third location, there are a lot of options here in Vermilion County. Let's go, Vermilion County. Hit me up. Let's go. If God leads, let's make it happen. I mean, we have some great partners here in our community Mm -hmm. that do great work, Mm but um, I I just, I think a lot of good things are really happening. Uh, Last question for you on this line during this segment. What have you learned the last, let's say, year? I think you were with us in April of 2021. So last mm-hmm. 13 months, any trends, anything new? or Not, not really, would you um, say? Yeah, I would say a big thing I've learned, again, my context is small town and rural, yeah. is the, I my opinion, I would say then, is the institution that shapes small town rural culture more than anything else yeah. is um, education. Okay. So you go into a small town, you might see the logo of the, you know, the school district mascot on the right. water tower right. or something. Mm-hmm. Right. You might not see that in Danville. Right. right. Um, there, right. there may be other things competing for the identity of the community or right. something like that. Right. Um, so, so that, first and foremost, I think school system shapes the rhythm of life in small town America. Okay. The second would be um, small town people love small things. Okay. So um, if your church, uh, you know, we saw this, yeah. large churches in small towns, yeah. there are unique challenges to them. And Absolutely. I would say it's because their systems and their processes literally go against the grain of hmm. the culture of the makeup of the community. Yeah. Hmm. So how can Neighborhood Care Center, you know, I tell you we have uh, in the Clinton one, we have 150 mission partner. I mean, we have a lot of people that are involved. Yeah. My job is to make sure that as the network grows and impact increases, hopefully, that it always feels small. Yeah. That's good stuff. So. Really is. There you go, GT. Well, I love it. I think it's a great, um, it's making a great impact in DeWitt County. Excited to see what's happening in Hayworth. My hope is that in the next couple months, you can find somebody to drive that van for you. Um, you know? I'm working on Come it, on, buddy. Hayworth. That, is it the Hornets? The Hayworth, Hayworth Hornets? Hornets? That's right. Come on, somebody step up. That's right. Hey, we're going to go to break. When we come back, I want to let you know about a couple things that happened to me last week that I don't think you even know about okay. that um, I was very much intrigued by. Hmm. And I want to pick your brain, Cody, on the world of the megachurch. Um, they're making news once again. Let's go. All right. We're going to break. We'll be right back. You're listening to Direct Line. You want to be confident that your investments are working for you. Wouldn't it be nice to know that you don't have to go far for the guidance to help make that happen? Dean Crandall works right here in Danville at Morgan Stanley's local office. As your financial advisor, Dean can help create a wealth plan and help you manage your investments. And he can help you work towards a comfortable retirement, too. To make an appointment with Dean Crandall, call 217 477 0025 Morgan Stanley Smith Marty LLC member SIPC Hi I'm Linda Darby and I'm part of the third generation of Darby's to own Sunset Funeral Home in Memorial Park Since the 1960s our family has been proud to serve Vermilion County by providing unmatched dedication and personalized service to families And I'm Ross Darby I'm part of the fourth generation in our family business I want to introduce you to Hall of Fame plaques and signs We promise to provide you with the same level of service at our sign shop that you've grown accustomed to at our funeral homes and cemetery. With a name like Hall of Fame, it's gonna be great! Robinson Chiropractic wants you to know that you're never too young or old to benefit from chiropractic care. Robinson Chiropractic can help increase your mobility and range of motion. Plus, regular alignments just make you feel better. Come get acquainted today. 
Robinson Chiropractic is located at the corner of Vermillion and Poland Road in Danville, also in Hoopston, Westville, and Watsika. Make an appointment today at robchiro.com. That's R-O-B-C-H-I-R-O.com. Lakewood Insurance Agency can fulfill your farm and business insurance needs. As a result of our expertise in the insurance industry, we carefully examine your current coverages and recommend options best for your operation. Whether we insure you domestically or directly with Lloyd's of London, Lakewood has the experience to provide the best insurance for you. Service is most important in our agency. Bill and Mary Lou Knight and Justin Silver have your best interests at heart. Find Lakewood Insurance Agency on Facebook or call 217-260-5647. You're listening to Direct Line on 1490 WDAN. Welcome back to Direct Line. It's Thursday, May 26th, although we are pre-recording on Monday, May 23rd, because mm-hmm. I'm in New England, and we needed to get my man Cody Monkman from the Neighborhood Care Center with us. And you're busy on Thursdays, is that right? I am. That's a big day for the Neighborhood Care Center. Tuesday through Thursday, yep. I'm busy. Well, thanks for taking time to come to Vermilion County mm-hmm. today. Love it. All right. So, Steph, we couldn't do direct line without our incredible sponsors. Who are we saying thank you to? Yeah, we're thankful to Don and Deanna Witzel with McDonald's, Chris and Daisha Robinson with Robinson Chiropractic, Bill and Mary Lou Knight with Lakewood and Insurance, the Darby family with Sunset Funeral Home, the team at Hans Tankwash, and Dean and Gina Crandall with Morgan Stanley. So I want to say a word about several of our sponsors. Okay. Um, I want to echo what you said last week. I am so thankful for the team at Robinson Chiropractic. Mm-hmm. They have mm-hmm. helped me more times <laughs> than I can count. Love the work that they do. Yep. Highly recommend them. I want to say thank you to Dean Crandall. Okay. Dean Crandall's really passionate about a ministry called Heart for Lebanon. Mm-hmm. And on Saturday, we were able to host a lunch, and we heard from three different individuals Mm -hmm. that work with us. And Steph, I had no idea how much the gospel is advancing in Lebanon. Hmm. And uh, I got an invitation to go to Lebanon in September. So So you're going to go? Well, are are you asking me if I'm going or are you asking me (laughs) if my wife's going to let me go? Because my plan is definitely to go. I would love to go. So is it Syrian refugees that are in Lebanon? A lot of Syrian refugees, yeah. And that's where the gospel is really spreading throughout. Yeah. But 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 also the Lebanese people? Even within the Lebanese, yeah. You know, I I hear Hmm. Beirut, and I think that's one of the places on the earth that is most dangerous, right. but you hear the good things that are happening. Mm. It's just inspiring, mm. quite honestly. Very good. So Very good. really, really thankful. Dean Crandall first brought this ministry to my attention right after I started. Mm-hmm. And honestly, with COVID and everything, just mm-hmm. kind of forgot about mm-hmm. it. And we had this opportunity to bring them here, and it was mm-hmm. just a great mm-hmm. day. I think we had 50 good. that gathered. Good. The other thing I want to say thank you to Deanna Witzel. Mm-hmm. She invited me. I didn't even know this was happening, but Richard Irvin, who's running for governor, was in town Friday night. And so I had the chance to connect with him, invite him to be a part of Direct Line. He said he's going to think about it, so I don't know what that means. <laughs> well, you're so fancy-schmancy. Uh, well, I'm not Schmizzle at all. With the Let me just tell you. But um, they had, I think it was kind of a... Um, huh. Oh, Darren Duncan put it together okay. at Turtle Run, and okay. I kind of snuck in toward the end, had to eat supper with my wife first, mm-hmm. but um, got to hear him speak, and hmm. um, see, he told me he has an incredible faith journey, and I asked him, would you come on Direct Line and talk about it? Very so good. he's going to think about well, it. So and good for if, you. if we bring him on, we'll be inviting all of the candidates right. to come on and right. be a part of it. Right. That's something that, that we have to do, but I love to hear people mm-hmm. that are running for public office that want to talk about their faith journey. You mm-hmm. know, we had Mary Miller right. and Erica Weaver. Right. They both talked about their faith journey. You had Mary yeah. Miller on here? We had Mary Miller on twice, buddy. Are yes. you kidding me? I'm not kidding you. Yeah. And 
she has quite a story. You know, mm-hmm. grew up a farmer, what, right. farmer's wife, I think. Mm-hmm. And yeah, absolutely. Wait, is, she, is she the rep? Well, for the she area? is right now. But um, unfortunately, have you heard of gerrymandering? <laughs> I've looked at the map. <laughs> Poor so Decatur, she will no Illinois. longer be representing Danville. Mm-hmm. So um, Danville has now been put into a long and narrow district that goes all the way up to the Chicago. south side of Chicago. Nice. Well, we have a yes. friend that um, knows Mary pretty well, but they live in Greenville. Okay. So, yeah. like, if she's a... She's she, Oakland, Illinois, is where she is from. That's a huge area. And uh, our buddy Ed Bacon uh, was the minister at Oakland Christian Church, and that was my first connection with Mary Miller. Wow. Years and years ago. So you know her. You're like BFFs. Oh, we're not BFFs. <laughs> she calls him dude. No, she doesn't call me dude. <laughs> but um, it was good to hear her story. And, uh, you know, I go back to Erica Weaver, who was her yeah. opponent yeah. in that race, and she had an incredible story of transformation, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and all the obstacles that she was able to overcome. Mm-hmm. And the thing I love about getting to do direct line week in, week out is the different people that we get to mm-hmm. connect with that have stories that, frankly, are inspiring. Don't you think the average citizen who's going to vote in an election, really all they're getting is a 30-second soundbite right. of a commercial somewhere, and they don't, you don't know what anybody's life story is from that. Well, and, you know, we had the celebration for the Women's Care Clinic, right. and Darren Bailey, who is also running for governor, his wife was here that night. Oh, okay. And I had the chance to talk to her mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Um, also invited her mm-hmm. uh, to get Darren mm-hmm. on direct line, so we, we may have that happen cool. at some time. But you're exactly right, because most of what we hear is not good news, but bad Bad news. And it may not even be the truth. Yeah, right. What exactly. you hear to base so, your vote on. Um, hmm. So, yeah. So, we'll see. Um, Get Darren and Richard here at the same, same time. Same time. We can do a debate. <laughs> Let's do it. What do you think? <laughs> yeah. I don't think that's happening. <laughs> but it might be good radio. <laughs> yeah. Cody, the mega church world, um, man, the hits just keep on coming, you know? Mm-hmm. You think of the last several years, you've had scandals with Hillsong. You've had scandals with Harvest Bible, uh, James McDonald. You had Ravi Zacharias. I mean, Mm -hmm. my Facebook memory from two years ago (laughs) was the day that he died. Mm -hmm. And I wrote this long Mm -hmm. tribute. Mm -hmm. And and he did make a huge impact. Mm -hmm. But it turns out he also had another side that Mm -hmm. sadly just tragic in so many ways. But Willow Creek Mm -hmm. is a church that I think a lot of. You know, I've been there multiple times. And Mm -hmm. you look at the Global Leadership Summit and Mm -hmm. just the incredible work that's happening. But they had some really sad news this week. Mm -hmm. They are having to cut six. $6.5 $6.5 million from their budget. Um, they're going to have to lay off a lot of people. And uh, it's just heartbreaking mm-hmm. To, mm-hmm. to see that play out. Mm-hmm. And so, Mr. Millennial, Cody Monkman, uh, what do we do with this? Yeah, all I could think of as you were talking very somberly was yes. another one bites the dust. <laughs> I know, I know. I mean, yeah. when's it but stop? You've been to Willow Creek. I have. And I mean, wouldn't you say it was a great experience? Yeah, I mean, we actually had a tradition before kids at a Christmas Eve service. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know. well, Silent night. Yeah. That was Bill Heibel's uh, mm-hmm. tradition. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Tobin yeah. and I were there two weeks ago at a conference, yeah. and they yeah. use their facility very well, yeah. bringing people in and using it really all throughout the week. Right. Um, it's highly used, and they're very hospitable, and yeah. they always do things well. That's yeah. for sure. I mean, I, I read the article, yeah. and I would, I mean, the reality is, is, Okay, so they went from a budget of a hundred and six thousand or six million to a right. hundred million. Right. I mean, right. right? Like, right. Let's talk percentages. Right. Probably what they're experiencing is very similar to a lot of other churches. Okay. okay. I mean, that's what I would say. And well, yeah, and I mean, with COVID and everything, the larger you were, the the bigger the. I, 
impact. Mm -hmm. I, I think that's true. But you look at like Second Church, I, and again, I give God all the glory for this, but we've just been incredibly blessed financially, consistently mm -hmm. through all of this. Mm -hmm. We had some meetings early on when COVID was happening on Zoom. We weren't sure what was going to happen. Mm -hmm. And I, I see so many stories of faithfulness, but you're right. It seems like the bigger the church, the more the risk. And here's what I would say. Yeah. And again, I know I am distant with Second Church. Yeah. Um, but my perception is we cannot... That, that idea of believing in the disciple over the program yeah. is really... I mean... I don't want to say that you guys don't have your own challenges here, but right. like that's fairly lived out probably yeah. pretty well is my perception. Yeah. And most churches, I would say that is not the case. Yeah. So when you have a COVID, you have, if you don't have relationships, right. like true, genuine relationships that are discipleship oriented, yeah. those churches lost. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, seriously, yeah. I mean, just. So here's my question for both of you, and I haven't let you know I'm going to ask this question, so I may stump oh, you with can't this. Wait. You can go first. <laughs> Ten years from now, okay, so that would be 2032, will we have as many megachurches as we do today? Will we have more? Will we have less? What, what do you see happening in, a, in the American church, within American Christianity, over the next decade? Oh, man. What Dude, do you think, Cody? Greg. Prophet. I love this kind of question. What do you think? I, my prediction is this that in the next decade, there will be a consolidation of churches okay. for multiple reasons, but that there will be a consolidation. We will see a time where churches will get larger. Okay. Most of our, most of those churches will probably talk it, uh, will spin it as they're growing or something. And the reality is, is it's Merging. cheap yeah. from other churches. Okay. And then there will be the, a more of a decentralized. Okay. We'll start coming. Hmm. Steph, what do you think? Ten years from now, do you think there's less megas? Do you think people engage in smaller settings? Do you think it's just pretty much the same as it is today? What do you think? I th Well, if you look at the secular world and look at malls and yeah. big buildings, they're yeah. sitting empty. Right. People are not going to the building. Right. And so I think that we may have more Christians. Okay. But I don't know that they'll all be in the same building. Okay. Okay. And I think it depends a lot on what happens with our politics. Okay. I mean, how, and what do you mean about that? Why, why do you think persecution? That? Okay. What what we will be allowed to do, what we'll not be allowed to do. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I, I think we may see more people becoming believers. Yeah. But I don't know that we'll all be gathering in the same place. High profile public. So okay. I don't know. So because if they don't go shopping anymore, they buy they buy on Amazon. Right. Right. So, so to piggyback off of that. Yeah. Okay. So what happened before Amazon though was a centralization with the malls mm -hmm, and things mm -hmm. so that same concept mm -hmm. before the decentralized retail mm -hmm. like an amazon mm -hmm. you had this strong centralization and then it broke off mm -hmm. yeah i'm basically my my prediction is that's what's going to happen is you're going to see a strong centralization and then it will break off the church will still thrive right mm -hmm. but right. I think a lot of our research, the traditional research methods aren't going to work because when you're decentralized, the gatherings aren't there for you to collect data. Okay. Yeah, and these 
Willow Creeks that have these massive big buildings. Right. I mean, when Correct. you start losing people, how they pay for those buildings right. and upkeep those buildings. Yeah. Right. And then they're just sitting empty yeah. and not being used. So yeah. I don't know that big buildings are the right. are the way to go. Right. And and we probably have one of the biggest buildings in Vermilion County. We do. But yeah. I think you have to be careful about how much money you put into big buildings right, right. now. I don't right. know, that's my opinion. You know, your your point about the mall, I mean, man. You're right on. That's spot on. The, so we'll see. Wh- and I'm it? a shopper. The, yeah. the, the, the yeah. biggest. I know yeah. the malls. Yeah. The, the yeah. biggest hotel is Airbnb. Yeah. yeah. Right. Decentralized. Mm-hmm. Right. 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 The biggest taxi service. Uber, Uber and yeah. whatever. Right. You know, like. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. No, you're right. Good stuff. Well, hey, we're going to take our final break. When we come back, I want to talk about Craig Rochelle. I want to talk about Franklin Graham. And I want to talk about a surprising um, revelation about an excellent commencement address by someone that I never thought I'd be recommending. You're listening to Direct Line. It's Thursday, May 26th. We'll be right back after this. You want to be confident that your investments are working for you. Wouldn't it be nice to know that you don't have to go far for the guidance to help make that happen? Dean Crandall works right here in Danville at Morgan Stanley's local office. As your financial advisor, Dean can help create a wealth plan and help you manage your investments. And he can help you work towards a comfortable retirement too. To make an appointment with Dean Crandall, call 217 477-0025 Morgan Stanley Smith Marty LLC member SIPC looking for a job that offers flexible hours competitive pay 401k options and a few extra perks this is Deanna Witzel from the Witzel family McDonald's and we are hiring this is Rob Witzel area supervisor we are hiring managers custodians and crew members at all locations in Covington Danville Oakwood Hoopston and Georgetown Hourly pay for custodians and crew members is up to $13 an hour, and manager pay is up to $17 an hour. Just fill out the online application today at mchire.com or stop by any of our locations. Lakewood Insurance Agency can fulfill your farm and business insurance needs. As a result of our expertise in the insurance industry, we carefully examine your current coverages and recommend options best for your operation. Whether we insure you domestically or directly with Lloyd's of London, Lakewood has the experience to provide the best insurance for you. Service is most important in our agency. Bill and Mary Lou Knight and Justin Silver have your best interests at heart. Find Lakewood Insurance Agency on Facebook or call 217-260-5647. Robinson Chiropractic wants you to know that you're never too young or old to benefit from chiropractic care. Robinson Chiropractic can help increase your mobility and range of motion. Plus, regular alignments just make you feel better. Come get acquainted today. Robinson Chiropractic is located at the corner of Vermillion and Poland Road in Danville, also in Hoopston, Westville, and Watsika. Make an appointment today at robchiro.com. That's R-O-B-C-H-I-R-O.com. You're listening to Direct Line on 1490 WDAN. Well, welcome back to Direct Line. This is Stephanie with Greg and our friend Cody, and we're so glad you joined us today. And I'm excited about this next segment because we're going to talk about Craig Groeschel. Yes. Who, if anybody has seen Craig Groeschel on TV, yes, can appreciate his um his his muscles. He is quite the communicator. And, and you said you have a man I crush have a man on him. Crush on him, but not because <laughs> of his muscles. Although You're right, weird. right before COVID, we were at a GLS launch event in California, and Dale, Daniil, and I ate supper with him. Oh, Ooh. boy. Yeah. And Fancy. You know, you know, normally when someone says, tell me about Second Church, man, it just flows. Man, I couldn't talk. 
It was weird. You tongue-tied? I was like, Were you sweating? celebrate recovery. Were you sweating? <laughs> yeah. It was wild. But did, no, he, did he hit you in the chest? He did, man. We were filming a promo that never got used because GLS was canceled that yeah. year. But um, he said, this is my friend Greg from Second Chance Church, which he got the name wrong. And then he pounded my chest. I thought he was going to cave it in. But, is um, it Second Chance Church, Perry Noble's church? Yeah, right, okay, yeah. right. So okay. I don't know if he's You're right up there with me. Perry Noble. issues or what. But uh, that's uh, anyway. Anyway. I digress. But, hey, he is featured in an article on Christian Post, and here's what it says. Craig Rochelle says people like Jesus until they discover his exclusive claims. Mm -hmm. I think he's right. uh, I think he's right, too. I think he is, too. Cody, I want to pick your brain on that. Do you think that uh, Mr. Craig Rochelle, I think he's actually considered the pastor of the largest church in America when you count all their campuses and all their online metrics. Mm -hmm. I think he is actually number one now. Hmm. I think. What? I think so. Who do you think is number one? I think Life Church is number one. He's he's beat what's his boy in Texas? Joel Joel. Osteen. Yeah. Lakewood. And Victoria? Probably not according to Joel, but I think Outreach Magazine actually said they were number one. Now, I got a question here. Yes. I'm I'm looking at these articles. Yeah. What is different about Craig and, and Demet or whatever? Dummett? Dummett. David Dummett from, Dummett. from, from, from Roller Creek. What's the difference? I don't know. Similarities? I don't know. They're both wearing black. Yes. That's a mega church pastor requirement. you oh. got to wear black with a white shirt. Okay. So you're saying that I shouldn't be wearing this rich blue shirt. Is that yeah, what you're, you're saying? Yeah, you're dressed wrong. Okay. The other okay. thing, too, though, is like, look at, what did you say? Demet or Dan? Dummett. Dummett. Dave Dummett. Dummett. Yeah. yeah. Dave. Yeah. Okay, so Dave. No muscles. But do you know? But look at Craig. He's got muscles. Look They're at, in there somewhere. No, look at Craig. Look yes, how tight look the at jacket Craig. is with yes. the muscles. Yeah. Yes. Yep. Mm-hmm. Well, so maybe he go. just bought smaller. You know? <laughs> Who knows? But do you know you've heard Dave Dummett speak? <laughs> I do. I, I remember. At the Intentional Church Conference? I, yep. Can it, you name the church he was a part of? It wasn't Willow Creek. It wasn't in Arizona No, or Michigan. 242. Oh, that's yeah. right. 242 uh, really, community or whatever. Yep. Oh, back to anyway. your question. Yeah, back to Groeschel. So do you think that's right? Thank you for reining us back in, Stephanie. Cody, do you think that's right, that people are digging Jesus until they really start looking at what he actually said about himself? Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. And, and I would say, as a millennial, this is where, I mean, really, we are going from, we're talking about the difference between gospel-oriented, kingdom right. work, and social justice. Yeah, yeah. And so, so this article just reinforced something that's been on my heart for a while, and that is, in my preaching, at least through the summer, I want to spend a lot of time looking at the words of Jesus. We're going to go through the Gospel mm-hmm. of Mark. It's mm-hmm. kind of the shortest gospel, mm-hmm. the most blunt gospel. A lot of people call it Peter's gospel. You know, that Peter told John Mark what to write. And I, I think that that's something we need in this age more than mm-hmm. ever. Mm-hmm. Not what did Greg think, what did Cody think, what did Steph, what did Jesus mm-hmm. say, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. I tried to couch it. I preached on money mm-hmm. this Sunday, mm-hmm. and we're in the stewardship series. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the words of Jesus, they're pretty radical words. You know, store up for yourself treasures in heaven, mm-hmm. you know? Uh, you can't serve both God and money. Mm-hmm. Seek first his kingdom and his righteousness. And I think you can't go wrong when you let Jesus, the words of Jesus, speak. Mm-hmm. Thoughts? Agree. Yes? Agree. Okay. Agree. And I think w- the challenge that churches in America have today is how do you teach your disciples in your congregation how to listen yeah. and then obey? Yeah. It's yeah. an o- the obedience Listen, part. take it in, and then put it into practice. Obedience, yeah. yeah. Okay. Hmm. Hey, so here's some words I never thought would come out of my mouth okay. in a million years. I never thought I'd hear you have a man crush on Craig Groeschel come out of your mouth. But. How about that commencement address <laughs> by Taylor Swift? 
How would you describe Taylor Swift, Stephanie? I'm guessing well, she's we have quite the artist. some people on direct line that have never heard Taylor Swift would be my guess. Probably. Well, I th- she's an amazing yeah. musician right. and an artist, I think. Right. Um, I've... My daughter has been to a concert, so right. I haven't. But I have. Where would you put her on the food chain of mm-hmm. popular female artists? I mean, she's pretty near the top, wouldn't you agree? I don't would know you if she's now. I don't know if she is now, but okay. I think probably one time, 10, yeah. 15 years yeah. ago, right at the top. Well, anyway, she gave the commencement address at mm-hmm. New York University. Where she was graduating. That's right. Okay. And That's... here's what she had to say. She urged the people graduating to be grateful and to worry about fixing themselves instead of fixing the world. That's good advice. I love that. So being before doing. Yes. Mm -hmm. I just, Mm -hmm. who knew she had so much wisdom? Are you going to link this article? I will link that article. It's a good article. It's a good article. I I was impressed with what she had to say. Yeah, so so there you go. Now, can you give me any Taylor Swift song, Cody or Stephanie? I'm looking them up right now, actually. Yeah. I can't. Right, right where you, you have them on your phone? Wow. Well, I, just, I did a quick Google. Cody, will you make I mean, this my confession? Fi- <laughs> Are you a Taylor Swift fan? No. Okay. Um, All right. Welcome to New York. I like that one. Okay. Though. Welcome to New York. You want to sing it for us? Uh, kind of did a little bit. I kind of I tried yeah. a little bit there. Steph, are you looking for worship team members from time <laughs> to time? Cody, have you ever been on the worship team? Um, No. <laughs> No, and I'm good. Okay. I'm good with that. Um, All right. Soon you'll get better. That's yeah. a positive. Okay. How about early 2000s? That's when I would have known her. Yeah. Oh, gosh. I don't Come even on, know how to back. search that. Oh. Early 2000s. So she's early 2000s. She's been doing this for a while. Oh, 15. Okay. 15. Wow. I don't, I don't remember what that would be about. Oh, yeah. The Way okay. I Loved You. You know some of it. The Way I Loved You. What about wow. the one where she talks about being a cheerleader or something? Style. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I can't I help know. you with that. Wildest <laughs> Dreams. Shake It Off. <laughs> Blank space, bad blood. Come on now, listeners. You love it, right? Wow. Well, I will probably never listen to a Taylor Swift song, but I love the fact mm-hmm. that that's the advice that she was I giving. I liked that she did not push any political that's agenda. That's right. That's what I get tired of seeing yep. famous people talk yep. about their own political yep. agenda. So. I agree. Well, guys, I can't believe it. We're at the end of the road. Wow. And so for our good news segment, um, it's hard for me to believe that this Monday, May 30, I will celebrate 30 years of marriage with Marla Taylor. I cannot believe she's put up with my clown show for 30 (laughs) 30 years, years. dude. Yeah. Are you kidding? 30 years. May 30, 1992, Mm. Marla Nakmus agreed to marry me. That's awesome. Hey, look at me right now. Yes. Yes. You got married. Yes. I was pooping my pants. (laughs) Literally, someone else was wiping my butt. Yeah. Yeah. My butt was being wiped by somebody else. Well, on that cheery note. Cody, thank you for joining us this week That's on Direct a visual. Line. That's a visual. Steph, hold down the fort while I'm in New England. I, I will try to do that. And next week, our friend Bean Han is going to join right, us. That's one of our sponsors. And we're going to get his take on Memorial Day as a veteran, Good. someone that served our country. Yep. So, Cody, thanks. On hey, behalf thank of you. Cody and Stephanie, this is Greg saying have a great week. We'll see you next week on Direct Line.